judge a dog costume contest? Okay, I saw this on your Instagram and I ha- I need to ask every I yeah, go, go. Yeah. Tell me everything. I saw it and I was like <gasps> It's, I can't wait to ask her. <laughs> also, they did ask. It was very cute because I they did, don't realize you live in London. So they're like, would your co-host mm. want to also judge? And I was like, well, she <gasps> definitely would. It, but she it's a would. bit of a commute. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So it is just as an event, like dog costume contest, obviously it's going to be fun. Like there's no, mm. it, it's great. And like everything, like there's a, there's a point in the morning when I was getting ready and I was like, what, did I, what am I doing? Like, you know, I I could be home doing things. And then as soon as I was there, I was like, that's crazy. The fact that I was like, had a doubt about this event because it is so fun immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's also as a having to judge it is impossible. Like mm. so many good costumes. Um, the the winner ended up being this. Um, it was an older dog that they had built a fortune teller booth around so it was in the um in the stroller they had so they made it like this the like classic fortune teller booth and they gave it a crystal ball and it had its like little hat and they had a little sign like i forget what it said now but they they and then both um the people with it were dressed as like fortune teller type kind of people um and like the crowd when they walked down was like, <gasps> you like felt it. Everyone was like, this yeah. is incredible. And the dog That's... stayed in the perfect position the entire time. It was just ready. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Perfect. Are there pictures? Where oh, are the yeah. pictures? Yeah, I, I'll, um, okay. I'll put, put them, them on. on. Yeah. Put them. Yeah. We have to post them. Um, oh my God. That's second amazing. place. So here's where it got hard though, because I don't even know if we did it right anymore because then when I got closer to the second place, I was like, oh, maybe you should have won. I don't know. But it was two dogs and in the front in a little red um, wagon was mm. Winnie the Pooh. Um, but they had gone like full. It was in it was it was Winnie the Pooh in a honey pot, And so he ha- and he was like perfectly dressed. And then behind him, they had made like the 100 acre bo- uh, 100 acre woods book. So it was like Shut it was like a up. big book folded out with the map. And then oh my God. towed to him in a little wooden tent, they had their other uh dog dressed up as Eeyore. Oh. And it was so good. And I they were just they just That's amazing. Yeah. And then the girl was dressed as uh Christopher Robin. And Perfect. so it was just like everyone they, there were so many also so often you're like, I I tried not to give any like store-bought costumes awards, you know, because you want to give it to mm. people who really like put work into it. But often you're like, oh, I just, I think I just like that dog. It maybe wasn't even like the costume yeah. wasn't good, <laughs> but I just liked that dog's vibe and I want to give it stuff. I want to reward the dog for having the perfect vibe. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those were the big standouts. Um, I'm trying to think. That sounds incredible. It was so good. And I brought Crumb and he had such a yes. good time. I, I realized like I was like, this is the perfect day out for him because also because it was a dog event, there were like free treats everywhere. Of course. Um, and he was just like he was getting attention, but just the right amount. Like he yeah. he had a great time. Um, and Renee was the MC of the event, which was really fun hearing her. Oh, my God. I bet she was so good at that. Yeah, it was That'd great. Be, oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait to see all the pictures. So Crumb had a perfect weekend. Mm -hmm. How was cricket? How was beach ball? How was Millie? (sighs) See, Crumb, yeah, Crumb had a great day. Cricket was confused because that's the hard part is like Crumb is really good out and I I need to try Mm. and take him out. Cricket is so bad out that it's like, Mm. I cannot take you to this. It would 
make the day so hard. Um, mm. But it's always heartbreaking, like watching him, like us have like closing the door and you just see his little face being like, but not me. But I'm, oh. you know, <laughs> it's heartbreaking. No. <laughs> um, but I'm always like, oh, he misses us. And we get back and it's like, no, he misses Crumb. Like every time he's just like, yeah. yes, he's back. And then he's like, oh, oh hey, you're, you're back to whatever. And so it's very <laughs> sweet to see like how bonded they are. Um, so he it wasn't his favorite weekend, I would say. But we did bring sure. him back. Um, also brought him back treats and toys. So I think he forgot Good. already. He's Yeah. He's okay. Fine. It's, you know, this sometimes it happens like. You know, mom has to go out with the older sibling just mm-hmm. to give, give them some attention to remind them that, like, you know, they didn't get forgotten about when the new baby came along. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But then you bring you bring a treat back for the younger for the younger sibling left at home. Yes. You always do. Yeah. yeah. Um, cats, <laughs> cats are the same as usual. I'm trying to think if they did anything. They've been coming uh, because it's finally getting colder here at night. And it's very cute and because they start snuggling. getting into the bed. They don't yeah. stay ever, but I think they're like, that could be nice. And they're like, never mind, this is this is crazy. But it's very <laughs> cute to watch them think about it. <laughs> um, how how's Percy? Percy's good. She um had a lovely weekend with her auntie Anya, who is one of my best friends, who is the only person I trust to look after her because she's the only one that isn't afraid of my cat. Yeah. Um, so she's she's very good with her. She came armed with um salmon <laughs> salmon yogurts <laughs> um which is just like the way to Percy's heart basically so and is she was it, very good what girl, is a apparently. salmon yogurt what so is, they come in like they're like I don't know if you guys have froobs do you have froobs no so no. it's like a yogurt in like a so it's like a yogurt in a tube oh um uh, they're gogurt for us yes okay cool gogurt <laughs> right so yeah, and you had them as a kid, like in your packed lunch, whatever you would, yeah. yeah. So there's that for a cat and it's salmon flavored. I basically. see now. Okay, yes. So. Perfect. And she loves them. Like, it's like crack. Like she just, and she, when she eats them, like she's so focused. Anything could be happening around her, she wouldn't care. And she makes little like cat yummy noises, like <laughs> when she's eating them, it's great. So um, she got lots of those. She was a very good girl while we were away. I was very proud of her. Um, and then she was very happy when we came home, which is which is really sweet. And yeah, it's getting colder here as well. I mean, it it is colder. It's just cold now. So she's like inching up the bed. Yeah. Uh, which which is really nice. It's really cute. Um, so yeah, she's been she's been good actually. And then I um, she was uh, cat sat because we were in Ireland at the mm-hmm. weekend, um, which is always enjoyable for the for the cows and things. Um, but before I went, I was spent a day with Simba. And, oh, that dog. He's just so he's just literally like the opposite of my cat in every conceivable <laughs> way. Both good and bad. Like yeah. he's so affectionate and such a sweet boy. But he's just he's just got so much energy. Like I got I was meant to be working from home and I got absolutely nothing done that day because, <laughs> because he just requires so much attention and engagement. And he like is barking at his reflection a lot. I think I mentioned this. He's like, have I if I mentioned this? I don't know. He started, I don't think like, so. Because now, so Simba is crate trained, mm-hmm. and so up until recently, he would go to bed, and he loves going his going to bed. You go, you give him a treat, and he takes himself off to his crate, and so he adores cute. it. Um, up until recently, he would still go to bed when it was light or when it was it was just kind of getting dark. Mm-hmm. But now he's awake in the in the dark hours, mm-hmm. which means that. 
he can see his reflection like in all the windows and in all the glass. And my parents have like a kind of sunroom with a lot of glass, yeah. and, like a skylight in the ceiling. And he just every like literally just constantly barks at his reflection because so he doesn't funny. understand that it's not another dog. And it was really funny to start with. And it is not as and so if anybody has any advice on to how to stop a dog barking his reflection, I would love to know. Because like the other day, my mum, God bless her, called me. I was like, I'm genuinely concerned that my hearing is going to be permanently damaged from Simba barking so much at his reflection. Um, and so like he just he's, he's just so confused. He yeah. just doesn't understand. Like, yeah, it's uh, so funny. <laughs> it's loud. It's just yeah. it's loud. Like I, mm. you know, as a person with a dog, I fully understand how annoying that would be. Like, yeah, horrible. Just but just as a concept, so funny. So funny. Oh, so, like, so funny. Just And also because there's multiple windows. So it's like he thinks there are multiple dogs. So he'll bark at one, then he'll bark at the other, and then he'll look up and bark at the skylight. And he's just like, suddenly there's company. And I didn't agree to this, you know? And he then also, like, understand. because you know he, he barks and sees it, and in his mind it's like, oh, it's it's barking right back. Like, yeah, it's also exactly. upset. It's, like, <laughs> exactly. He's like, well, I'm having an argument with this dog and I don't know why. And it's just like, no, it's you. Uh, it's it's you. So um, but no, he's he's so sweet and just like he. Oh, bless him. He just he has such a like funny little like <laughs> worried little smile sometimes. Like his his permanent expression is like, am I am I am I doing OK? Oh. Like, am, I, am I a good boy? Like that's his smile. Yeah. And it just. Me and me and uh, me, my mum and my sister's group chat is basically exclusively just like zoomed in shots of Simba's face, being like, "Look so at this cute. one! Look at this one!" Oh. Um, but yeah, it's the barking. Any any suggestions? I would welcome welcome them. Yeah. Um, please, um, yeah, comment them on Instagram or <laughs> DM me. I'm, I'll take any advice. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, which speaking of, you're listening to Comfort Creatures. You are. Um, we have a wonderful guest um, this week. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Will, will you tell us about Hannah? Yes. Hannah Love is amazing. Um, she's uh, a publicist at Scholastic Publishers. She's also my publicist. She is the cat mom to Pecola, uh, who for the fantasy nerds amongst us, of which I'm sure there are many because... <laughs> Uh, I feel like the an audience tends to reflect the hosts. That's so, true. Um, I'm sure you will be familiar with Serafina Pekela from uh, Philip Pullman's Northern Light series, and we we get deep into into demons this week, don't we? Which is oh uh, yes, there's a lot. exciting. Yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting yeah. also is that um, the the Northern Lights series I think is only the UK name. Oh my god, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. you guys call it the His Dark Golden Materials. Compass. Yeah, the Golden Well, no, yeah. it's just His Dark yeah. Materials and then Is it just His Golden Compass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, so yeah, Golden Compass, Northern Lights, His Dark Materials. Yeah. Take your pick. Yeah. But whichever those, one you want. Those books. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whichever one you want. Those those books. Um so yeah, her cat is named after uh the Queen of the Witches of Lake Inara, Seraphina Pecola, and her mother-in-law's cat is called Asriel, uh, so named after Lord Asriel. So it's a it's a real fantasy pet hybrid this week. Yeah. It's a good one. Mm. Should we should we go do that? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. For me, it was 
the baseball scene. That was the weirdest oh, part of watching it. I'm so I iconic. love that scene. Iconic. It just iconic. I did not. Yeah, it, I I honestly had so much fun, but also in just the way so that I was good. like, why is this happening? Like, just that nothing will ever be Nikki Reed's Rosalie leaning in and going, my monkey man. Like that oh, is yeah. that is supreme <laughs> filmmaking. <laughs> nothing will ever quite compare. Oh, it's. It's a it's a uh, trash fire, but it's also glorious. That scene, yeah, so I, glorious. I, I still entertained when I watch it. Yeah, I think um, so much of my teen angst was based on Twilight. Like so, like when I got to that part of New, so in Alexis in New Moon in the actual books, when Edward leaves Bella and Bella's depressed. Yeah, there are just pages that are like November, and then each other page December, oh, January. So it's like which just. And you just, you know, and now like as a writer and publishing and stuff like, you know, Stephanie Meyer really thought she was doing something with that. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to have whole pages with just the months and it's going to be big. And it was because I remember flipping those pages being like, oh my God, nothing happens in these months because she's so depressed. Like <laughs> it really had me in my angsty bag. And I, uh, I look back so fondly on yes. that time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, should we start, should we talk about pets? Speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. We've been talking about vampires, um, and I mean, look, werewolves as well. Werewolves are a comforting creature in in, in the twilight in the twilight world. In the yeah. twilight world, in the twilight yeah. world, they're like big friendly puppies that shape shift into hot teenage guys. Like that's comforting, right? I guess. Yeah, I guess cats are sort of like a tiny. They can be like werewolves. Is that a good segue? How did it go? I, I think that's <laughs> that a good segue. I thought you were going to say they're like tiny vampires. And I was like, yeah, yeah. They are. <laughs> and then you went for werewolves instead. They kind of are. I mean, all of it a little bit. They've got many uh, mm. shades of monster in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, that's quite a thing. Like even in sort of, you know, animated films, how to train your dragon. It, the dragon is a cat. Two so pieces of cat. You can, you can watch yeah. these things where they, the cat that they based toothless on. Oh, um, yeah, it's very, very Oh my very God, cute. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how they sort of did the animation of like chasing the tail and stuff like that is all based on is based on cats. That's so cute. So, um, yeah, which is probably one of the reasons that I enjoy that film so much. Yeah. yeah. It's, very, it's um, a very cute flying cat. What's not to love? It agreed. Um, we should introduce our guest, shouldn't we, Alexa? Yes. Um, so we have the amazing Hannah Love on the podcast today. Um, Hannah is a publicist at Scholastic she's also my publicist so if you've heard about my book not from this podcast that's probably because of Hannah's amazing work um you also host your own podcast can you tell us a bit about that a bit more about that sure so I'm I'm one of the members of the down the rabbit hole podcast which is a podcast for grown-ups about children's books Uh, there's a few of us who present it we do all different kind of topics um I was explaining that we've done cats versus dogs (laughs) We've done magical creatures. We've done vampires. I've just recorded the Halloween episode all about ghosts and curses. So it's lots of varied stuff um, and a lot of fun. Uh, and more importantly, probably, um, you have a cat. Mm. I do have a cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to have the opportunity of people asking me questions about my cat because I don't get to talk about her as much as I would like every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have... Um, and doesn't look totally dissimilar dissimilar to uh, Percy. Actually, I have Peckler, who is a half Bengal. Oh, um, yeah, wow. yeah. Who is? I'm surprised she hasn't interrupted this um, call already. <laughs> Normally, if I shut a door, she needs to be on this side of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So she's named after Serafina Peckler from 
Philip Pullman's Northern Lights. Ah, okay. I was going to ask that. That was my very yeah. first question. Is, mm-hmm. it, is it the Pecola I'm thinking of or just <laughs> a weird coincidence? Yeah, no, the, the OG Pecola, <laughs> the queen yeah. herself. Oh, I love Absolutely. that. When we um, went to get her, we were thinking between a couple of names. Um, and so she was, the original one we'd had was Jabberwocky and we met her and that wasn't quite right. <laughs> And the other contender was Tonks, because mm-hmm. we were looking at Love. witches. Mm-hmm. Love, um, yeah. She's just, she's very sleek. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Tonks wasn't right, so we, mm. we opted for Pecola, which has worked really well. Oh, yeah, she's she's like a pro, she's got such a little princess face. Like, she does. She doesn't, she, she's just, yeah, she's so pretty. And her big eyes, and yeah, she's she's definitely a, a Pecola. Um, so what was the story of your meeting? When did you meet her? How did you meet her? (laughs) What made you get a cat? Like, had you always had cats? Talk us through it. It was no. So I'd never had a cat. No one in my family has ever had a cat. When I told my mum that I was getting a cat, she acted like I'd said I was taking up vandalism in my free time. (laughs) It was very much, oh, but we're dog people. We've always had dogs. I had a dog growing up. I didn't even like cats when I was very young. Wow. And then... I started dating um, my then boyfriend, now husband, um, and this cat just kept coming in the window, um, who I called Tennyson, and he was a real sweetheart, and I really liked him, and I was like, God, I've missed having a pet so much. At this point, I'd been living in London for sort of five, Mm. six years, Uh, and as we went on, and I kept coming around more and more to my boyfriends to hang out with this cat, he was like, I mean, if you move in with me, we could get a cat, Um, which has worked out really well for him and for me. Um, because yeah. I did agree to yeah. move in, partly for the joy of getting a cat. So we wanted to get an allergy-friendly cat. So I'm afraid we we did shop rather than adopt because we have so many friends with cat allergies. Mm. Um, and yeah, we were same. looking for um, a, so particular breeds. So she's half Bengal, half Siberian, which are both meant to be quite allergy-friendly. Cool. Um, and it's more or less worked out. There's a couple of friends who still have a slight allergy to her, but... Um, yeah, so we've had her from a kitten, which is one of the reasons I think she's so, so snuggly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, house cat. I mean, you'll see in the photos that I sent to Ella of her, she is almost permanently oh. on my lap unless removed. And if she's not on my lap, she's on Fergus's lap. Um, she I think this is the first time. My... I think this is the first time I've been on a call with you where she's not been on your lap. Like, <laughs> yeah. every other time she's there, yeah. she's present. <laughs> She was a great work boost during the pandemic. You know, when everyone was trapped inside for the first time mm. and it was a thing of... I'd apologize. I'm so sorry about Pecola and my colleagues would be like, no, 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 put her on screen, put her on screen, bring her in. Um, Because everyone was just so starved of, you know, things to look at and cute things. And she just, she often will also sit in front of me and be sort of looking at the screen. Mm -hmm. So she's like, actually, I'm just not sure that I agree with your scheduling point there. Um, She's very, very cute. Um, I guess, okay, in case someone doesn't have uh, the ability to look at the photo, we send Mm -hmm. will you describe her yeah so she looks initially just very tabby like she doesn't have all the beautiful spots that Mm -hmm. um you'll see she's got one she's got this beautiful little rosette on her shoulder like some kind of tattoo but the rest of her is stripes but she has a very very bengal face so she's wearing spectacular eyeliner (laughs) um, and then has very pale green eyes and she's got those very dark stripes sort of on her forehead that mark her out as being quite bengali she's very slight we expected her to be huge um because partly because of the siberian thing and bengals aren't particularly small but something went weird with the genetics (laughs) of mixing that and she's she's a very delicate little cat Whereas she has a cousin who's owned by my mother-in-law, 
um, called Azriel because we like to keep the Northern Lights theme going for family, <laughs> who is just incredibly solid. Right. Like when she... <laughs> When she jumps off something, there's this audible thud because I think her tummy hits the ground every time. There's, there's no grace or liquidness to her, liquidity to her. Whereas Pekala is that sort of, I mean, again, it's just the Pekala name suits her. She moves around very silently unless she wants you to know that she's there. Mm, um, yeah. She's very slender. Yeah. She has all the grace Gorgeous. that I wish I could have. <laughs> yeah. We all do, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would kill to have the grace of my cat, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and what's she, what's she like? Like, what's, what's her personality like? And then how is she different from Asriel? Because if they're obviously related, but very different. Oh, they're so different. Mm. They're so different. Particularly, it's particularly weird because um, Asriel is a full Bengal. Mm. And Bengals, as um, some people may know, are incredibly chatty cats. <laughs> Asriel has this very muted meow that almost sounds like an afterthought, like she should probably meow because she's a cat. Um, whereas Pekala is a hugely vocal cat. She, Even if she has nothing to say, she'll often walk into a room and meow to sort Amazing. of announce herself, let you know that she's there. She's almost got to sort of speaking. If you lock her out of the bedroom at night, because sometimes we let her in if like she's been a bit snuffly or one of us is going away for a couple of nights, but then she thinks it's her right. And mm-hmm, you'll just hear mm-hmm. her outside the door being like, <laughs> she's so close to saying hello. Um, so she, she, um, she likes to greet everyone who comes in the door. She's not one of those cats who hides. She likes mm-hmm. everyone. So we've had um, a decorator in recently and she comes to check on him every day. Yeah. And have a sniff when he walks through the door. Um, she will sit on a lot of people if people come around she's very good at working out who doesn't like cats and then going challenge accepted yeah. and getting onto their lap uh, whereas you'll have the person who like desperately loves cats and all they want is a cuddle mm-hmm. on the other side of the room she'll be like no 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 no, you want this too much i'm yeah. sitting on this person who specifically doesn't want it yep. they're like that aren't they cats they're they're always like all my friends that are very cat focused she just completely yeah. ignores, like it's off-putting. She's like, oh, you've given me the ick because mm-hmm. you're trying too hard. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas the it. friends that are ignoring her, she's like, I want your attention now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. She's very like that. I have a friend um, with a, a, a very kind of reactive dog that they found treating it more like a cat and like cat people in general, the dog does better with because mm-hmm. it like doesn't like people like, yeah, you know, it's like, let the, let the dog come to you. And then he'll yeah. he'll love you. Mm-hmm. And like every yeah. time my friend is like, why does he do your why, cat people come over and he loves them? It's just people that are not like they, they like the yeah. cat energy vibes. <laughs> yeah. Pekka is quite dog like in some ways mm-hmm. in terms of the always wanting to be on your lap. She did as a kitten. She played fetch quite a yeah. lot. Um, and she did. Yeah. She That's such a Bengal thing. Bengals mm-hmm. love a fetch. Percy <laughs> loves playing fetch. Like her favorite thing at the moment, the hair bands. So she like picks up my hairbands, mm-hmm. yeah, and then, like, drops them at my feet and looks at me like, <laughs> so you going to throw it? For Pekala, it's particularly rubber bands. She's an absolute fiend for them, which mm-hmm. is so dangerous, the amount of mm-hmm. times that I've had to, like, fight her for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, luckily, again, in terms of her temperament, she's fine about being picked up. She stares at the floor like she can manifest herself <laughs> connecting with it again. But she will let you pick her up. So a lot of the time I have to grab her and, like, rest in the lap. I don't know what it is. I think there's some smell in it. It's the same as when I come back from swimming. 
And even if I've washed my hair multiple times, she's obsessed with my head. And I, there's something in the chlorine that apparently people say is something like catnip. Oh, oh wow. But she, she will go, if I sit on the sofa, she will end up getting on the back of the sofa and trying to like rub her head into my <laughs> oh. chlorine. Is a thing for her. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I had to get a different container for my hair ties because my cat kept just reaching in and pulling them all out, pulling them out. I know, throwing them in the bathroom. I cannot. I just, I literally like now when I need a hair tie, I have to hunt the floor. (laughs) I'm like hunting under doors to see if I can find one because I know that she's stolen it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just yeah, it's they're so funny like that, aren't they? And so. You were you were deciding on which names, which I mm-hmm. I really love. I love that that was the, the way you went with that. Um, and Pekla felt more appropriate. Why didn't you go for mm. Serafina? This is what I wanted to ask you. Oh. Um, partly because I'm also a big T.S. Eliot nerd, as mm. in um, cats or old possum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the idea of a cat having a name that's not another name. Like we call, nice. we call her. Or, I mean, I could give you a long list of her nicknames, but she. Also, it's that he had the insistence, Elliot, that a cat's name should have three syllables. That's true. I think I like it was that. at least. So Serafina I, would be fine. Yeah, I like that. But it's that. a cat, you know, has this Heckler. grace and elegance and they need at least three syllables. Sure. And yeah, I think we just, she's, I, I, I know a lot of people give very huge, like you obviously you've got Percy. Yeah, I've but that's Persephone. Name, yeah, I've never yeah. given a human name to a, a pet before. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Other than the stray, who I didn't know what his name was, so I called him Tennyson. But we just, mm. yeah, it was the same as we wouldn't have called her Nymphadora. It would have You'd been have called her Tonks. Tonks, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do. quite chaotic enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I do love the surname thing. Like I And, and I think Pekler is, is so great. For anybody that hasn't read... His Dark Materials by Philip Pullman. Mm. Um, there's a witch, a, the queen of the... Which, 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 which tribe is she a queen of? Um, I don't say that. In my head, it, I'm just going northern, which is yeah, not it, the I mean, correct answer. Lake, Lake Inara, the queen of the oh, witches yes. of Lake Inara, that's it. And yeah, she's called Serafina Pekala, and she's like one of the best characters in the series, without mm. a doubt. Um, she is. It's so good. Any, anyone who's been played by Eva Green is, oh, a, is a queen. Yeah. Um, 100%. So you, you get those things on Twitter that are like, show a picture of your pet and the inspiration. I always feel really smug, <laughs> being like, here is my tiny demon. Here is the goddess that I named her for. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. That's really good. Um, and yeah, so, and then Asriel as well is also, there's Lord Asriel and his dark material. So I like that you guys kind of were consistent in that, mm-hmm. in that thing. Yeah, I should say that Azrael is a white Bengal um, with grey spots. So yeah. she looks very much like Lord Azrael's demon, um, who is called Stel Maria, which yeah. did not feel such a great name for a cat. So that's why she's called Azrael. Yeah. Yeah. As- Azrael sounds, because there's also a, kind of similar to Aslan, which also obviously big cat. Like, yeah. It's very majestic as a name, isn't it? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And so you say you guys, you didn't have cats growing up. You were dogs. So did you have dogs growing up? I did. I had um, a spaniel called Harley, who Aww. we got from another family. Um, who <laughs> they said it was because they. It breaks my heart. This story a little bit. They said it was because um, they were having to change their working patterns, um, and they weren't able to look after him anymore. So that was fine, understandable reason to get rid of your pet. And then my brother had a paper round, which included their house, and he went round um, a couple of months later, and there was another dog, and they were also calling it Harley, and they just got rid of our Harley. <gasps> To get a different dog, potentially with better behaviour, which we suspect may have been the real reason. Oh, my God. Get rid of Harley. 
Harley had the loveliest temperament out of any dog I've ever met. Like people would bring their children round to test them out on Harley because he'd let kids pull his ears, pull his tail, try and climb on his back. But he was terrible around food, like (laughs) absolutely appalling and also hated other dogs because he did not think he was one. Uh, And so when dogs tried to greet him in the traditional dog way of smelling a particular part of his body, he was hugely offended. Um, (laughs) And he got chucked out of dog training school because he couldn't play nice with the other dogs. But all humans... So, no, he was lovely. He was a very soppy dog. And I know that my husband's dog, um, Sam, who I did meet briefly, sadly passed away now. He was basically Ghost from um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Enormous white wall. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely adorable, sweetheart. Um, So I've always, and I still love dogs, but because I lived in London at the time, it wasn't practical. And Mm. I... And I had really enjoyed this cat. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe maybe it would be nice to have a cat. And then I just became this, like, avowed crazy cat woman and, <laughs> yeah. like, leaned really hard into it. Yeah. We were having a conversation a few months ago, weren't we, about how, like, one of the best things in, in life has been watching our significant others become cat dads. So can you tell can you tell us a little bit about what your husband is like as a cat dad? <laughs> He's lovely. So we, like, we both tease her as being awful and um cool. you know we'll, we'll voice her as well we both do that but if you shut her out of a room one of us will be like how dare you i am the knight let me in immediately um but he he's yeah he's very so i once came down and he was stroking her and he was like who's a princess is it you uh, so, and every so often he'll be like i like our cat she's the best cat Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. So she's he's, if she is one of those, she probably just about leans more towards my lap because I'm more likely to be responsive. But I will often go in to the office where he's working, and she'll be on his lap, basically being like a he's my man now. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do about it? She's got that <laughs> face on. She does it on the sofa as well, and she'll have one paw like draped across his stomach, just looking at me like, "What are you going to do about it?" <laughs> Uh, so I, um, well. uh, there was a, a, a kind of TikTok trend that went viral a few months ago of like the chances of your cat trying to steal your man and never zero. And that is genuinely oh, how I feel like my cat will do that where um, like Michael will come in the room and she'll just like get down from her chair and like stalk across to him looking at me and then like rub herself against his legs, still looking at me and like meowing at him in like a really coy flirtatious way. But she knows oh, wow. exactly what she's, she knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> and, um, and like the way that like she, my cat's naughtiest for me. She's never naughty for Michael and it's completely intentional. Like they, uh, they know what they're doing. I'm convinced of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's she's much more sly about it. It's not open confrontation. It's we're in different rooms, and she's like, "I'm just gonna just gonna get on his lap, and then like when you come in, I'm gonna give you a glare for daring to interrupt our special time together." <laughs> oh, amazing! That's I love it. Um, Alexis, we have. I mean, I could. I mean, I have so many questions about like the day to day of Pekela's life. Yeah. Like, well, I'm curious because. Um, I don't know. I guess my question is so interesting because Percy is like so not good with people. Hates everyone. Hates yeah. everyone. Does she dislike mm. anyone? I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Oh, do you mean is there a particular person yeah. that she dis? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Her relationship with my dad is really entertaining because my dad is very much like, no, I don't like cats. And then I've occasionally had to take her home for Christmas. And d- d- dad's 
always had a very Dr. Doolittle vibe mm-hmm. to him. All animals love my dad. He is just like used your dad, to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing gift that I have got like slithers of what slivers of when I've got a little bit older, but it's not like what he has, you know, like dogs just roll over for him. He also works on small children, which is even more mm. irritating. Yeah. <laughs> but it just doesn't quite work on Pekala. So he'll do a lot of like he'll be sat in an armchair and he'll like slap his legs, which is what used to be code for the dog, cause you can jump up. Mm-hmm. I was like, Dad, that doesn't work yeah. on Pekala. She's a cat. You can't you can't summon her. And he's got that very much like, well, I didn't want to cuddle with the cat anyway, sort of thing. Yeah. And then I came downstairs one day and he had has a very long radiator along his hall. And Pekla was stretched out underneath it, belly up, Amazing. and just sort of turned around to look at him. And he was like, she's all right, really, I guess. <laughs> um, but he also has much more of a like show home house, mm-hmm. so which is, does not go well with it. Like, Pekla's not a badly behaved cat, but she does like to claw. Mm. furniture a bit and that doesn't go down very well so I think they have a slightly more cautious relationship around each other because he does tend to chase her out of rooms that have a nice sofa (laughs) which is is, is fair Uh, if you're used to not having animals destroy your furniture suddenly having a small whirlwind of a cat um, across all of your sofas is probably quite annoying so I'd say that's probably the closest Mm -hmm. to someone she doesn't like but also she would go over to him for a stroke and sit on his lap in her own time yeah so mm. no, there isn't anyone. I think it is the advantage, in a way, of having been a house cat. Mm-hmm. She's never been scared by anyone. Mm. Right. There's, ne- there's never been anything to suggest to her that it's, you know, humans aren't to be trusted. Yeah. Like, she knows when we're annoyed with her and she will scarf her very quickly. <laughs> and her ability to get under the middle of a double bed is really, really impressive. Yes. Oh, vets. She doesn't like vets. Oh, sure. I'm sure yeah. <laughs> It's normal, but not like, because I was listening to one of your other podcasts, she's not like a nasty cat about it. What happens instead, which kills me, is she realizes where she is and she just folds herself into the saddest little loaf, trying often often to get like her head to me. And then she's just like, okay, well, I guess we're here now. And it kills me every time. She just gives up. Because she knows there's nothing she can do about it. I've actually cried at the vets before. Because she'll just, you know, they'll give her a jab and she'll just give this really sad little whimper. And I I remember once I said, I was like, oh, I know, I'm sorry, the mean vet will be done now. And the vet was like, I'm not doing it on purpose. I was like, I know you're doing your job. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not meaning to make you the villain in this situation, but you're making my baby cry. Yeah, and like one of you has to be the villain and it's not going to be you. Oh, so it's, it's going to have to be the vet. Yeah. I've got to take her home. Yeah. I, I did nearly throw myself at the vet once though, who um, like he was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. He was a very attractive man, but he also like was trying to comfort Peckler and gave her a little kiss on the head. Oh. oh. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. You're a very, yeah. you're a very nice man. <laughs> way, way to get that, me. <laughs> yeah, I know. That vet yeah. we liked. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah. But she's no, not like Persephone who hisses and becomes the sport no. of Satan. It's so funny. No. That's she does. Good. She tries, but it's very half-hearted. <laughs> um, but she's also, I mean, I, I remember you mentioning about trying to do um, Percy's claws as well. Peckler is very chill about that. If she's already sat nice. on my lap and I get the clippers, nice. fine. we can just do the whole thing. So she's not, she, she sort of goes for violence very, very last. <laughs> oh, bless her. <laughs> yeah. That's the Siberian. Yeah. That's the Siberian <laughs> in her. It's a good the Bengals mix. always like attack first, ask questions yeah. Yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did luck out my, um, <laughs> my beach ball cat, is what I call her, Maud. She loves everyone, including the vet. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we... Wow. I know. She just... 
She just loves getting pet. And so anyone who's going to pet her, she's like, okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> she just doesn't like the car trip there. But sure. when we're there, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even think she knows. I don't know. She doesn't remember. She's like, this is fine. But she, she purrs the entire time. And so they can Aww. never get her heart rate because they can't hear it. And they're always like, okay, I guess you're you're breathing. Like every time the big <laughs> That must be such stop. a gift to the vet. Can you imagine having a cat that purrs to see you? Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Because really I feel cute. like most cats probably don't uh, don't react that way. No. Like, you know. No, you can tell. Um, I had another nice cat, um, previously Clem who was just like everybody's best friend and you could tell that they weren't used to it because when I came to pick them up I was like uh, I was like oh I'm picking up Clem and they were like you're Clem's owner and like the entire staff were just like we love him and I was like this is so strange I've never (laughs) like um but my my cat Millie is very much like no I'm I want to go back Put me back in the box. Let's go back in yeah. the car. I don't want to do this. So, for sure, they're not. The allowed. last time I dropped Percy off at the cat hotel is <laughs> where she stays when we go away. Um, she she also has this this thing that she does where like when I'm not around and she's with someone different, so at the cat hotel or a friend staying with her, she'll be actually fine. Like she'll like greet them, they'll get pets, and she'll lick their fingers. And I'll see that I've seen the footage, like I've got the receipts, I saw the videos. But then when I arrive, I think it's because she's trying to be like, Mom, I cannot believe you left me. They've treated me absolutely monstrously. How dare you? So immediately reverts to being mean. So the last time I picked her up from the cat hotel, the, uh, the, lovely, the lovely guy that runs it, Paul, was like, she's been lovely all the time. I don't know why she's reacting like this now, because she was like hissing and yowling at him. And he was like, she'd been lovely all weekend. She's just started this. Um, and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I know she's a, I'm, she's a handful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and Paul was like, no, honestly, don't worry. Because we had another cat in um, who I think, and this is the irony, I think his name is Tyson. And Tyson, my name, Tyson by nature, because this cat had bitten part of the vet's ear off the, <gasps> last, the last time he was in the vet. A, a cat bit part of a vet's ear off and at that point i was like you know what mine's an angel she's yeah. an angel yeah. <laughs> wow. like can you imagine part, of, it, a, part of a vet's I ear i feel off. like they i, I don't know explain naming it tyson they sort of set it up you know what i mean oh, they, they really did it. yeah they really yeah. did that's nominative determinism right there if ever <laughs> I, you know what exactly. i mean like 100 percent um for sure oh, so funny okay we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with more from hannah and her sweet pethor. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Our comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, just celebrated its 15th anniversary. It was a couple months ago, but we forgot. Uh, yeah, completely. Our, our silly show is 15 years old. That makes it old enough to get its learner's permit. And almost old enough to get the talk. Wow, I hope you got the talk before then. A lot of things have changed in 15 years. Our show's not one of them. We're never changing and you can't make us. Jordan, Jesse, go the same forever at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Wow, Emily, we've been doing this podcast for 10 years. I know, but hey, don't worry. You can jump in at literally any episode and hear us talk about some of our favorite stuff, caterpillars becoming butterflies. Martha Stewart flying around in a private jet full of trees. Yes, you heard me right, trees. Neighbors becoming enemies. Just kidding. Whatever messed up stuff we can find on Wikipedia. Our impeccable taste in everything from dogs to TV shows to bodily functions. And horses. Lots and lots of horses. Come for our horned up rants about the world. Stay for the catchy theme songs. You might not learn anything, but we're a good hang. Baby Geniuses. Every other week on MaximumFun.org. Baby geniuses, tell us we don't know. So the other question that we always ask our guests, mm-hmm. and obviously you're well versed with Philip Pullman's historic materials mm-hmm. because you work in children's publishing and you have a children's podcast and you also yeah. just are like us, you're a fantasy nerd. Mm-hmm. So Hannah Love, what would your demon be? <laughs> so I have a simple immediate answer and then a lot of thoughts. Okay, good, so, good. We, what, what, we like thoughts. What I generally say now is a sugar glider. Oh. Um, <laughs> Which I realise not everyone knows what they are. They're basically like a smaller, fluffier squirrel yeah. mm. that are a little bit bug-eyed, um, mm. uh, but and yet still somehow I think quite cute. Yes, mm-hmm. um, They're omnivorous little rodents um, with a predilection for sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, they can they're a bit like flying squirrels. They can sort of float a bit. They are kept as pets, I think, in mm-hmm. some parts of the world. Yeah, um, but not re- not really in the UK, as far as I'm aware. Um, uh, Yes, which is not what I would have said when I read Northern Lights. Right. Okay. I feel is the is the key thing, which is something Ella and I have sort of mentioned before. It is. In that yeah. I, uh, part, partly that I think demons settle too soon mm-hmm. in dark materials. Hundred percent. You don't know who you are when you're sort of thirteen, fourteen oh. years old. Um, but also that I think women tend to go for options that take up less space than they would have done Ooh. when they were a child. Mm. True. So if you'd asked 13-year-old so me, she would have absolutely said an otter uh-huh. without fail. And then late teens probably would have been a badger. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also I got into my 20s and I was like, I am a prey animal. <laughs> it was really <laughs> self-aggrandizing of me to think I could be something that's got some sort of killer instinct that just doesn't... <laughs> It just doesn't exist in me. And so I sort of went vaguely through a couple of the like, you know, other mustelids like weasels and stuff like that. And I was like, no, that's still too violent. I'm a small rodent of some kind. <laughs> um, and I also like the idea of something that would be on my shoulder if it was a demon and yeah. not just what animal I am. That I'd, I'd have a sort of consult there all the time. Yeah, nice. I'm also quite a snuggly person. So oh. something, you know, very soft. Mm. So I think, yeah. I think probably I'm going to say sugar glider. Yeah. We had friends um, with a sugar glider um, growing up. And oh. one of my favorite oh things my about God. them was that they sleep in a little pouch. And I don't know why it was so, because then you could just move the pouch once they were asleep and you could just oh. have it with you. And it was does, so I don't know. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, that's it. I was just saying about the pouch, it was one of my favorite things of the pandemic. You know, those Twitter things that bloomed up was, was a woman who tweeted oh my God, I'm at the doctor's surgery and I've just remembered that I've got a sugar glider in my bra. <laughs> and it was this whole saga of would she get through the appointment without waking up the small rodent in her bra? Why was there a sugar glider in uh, her bra? Um, because they like sleeping in like little warm little, 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 little pouches. Like they, you know, they're, they're, um, they're marsupials, mm-hmm. which actually does that, 
preclude it being eroded? Oh, you know what? Great question. Mm, I think it might. Um, so I may be wrong when I've said small rodent um, because they, I'm fairly certain they are marsupials. They have pouches. Um, but yeah, oh so God. she just let her sugar glider sleep in her bra. She was wearing a sports bra. She took a photo down her top. And you could see it just sort of like curled up in the bottom of her bra. And it didn't, in fact, make itself known during the oh um, doctor's appointment. Yeah, they're like, I was like, what a pet. That's <laughs> such a cool pet. You've got pet. it in your bra. Um, so cute. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They're marsupials, not rodents. Wow. <laughs> My apologies. No, for, uh, you caught your own mistake, though. <laughs> 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 but yeah, they are so cute. Um, they they're are so very um, nocturnal. Do you think that fits with you? Uh, well, it's it's difficult because I am just one of those people who would like to be asleep at all times oh, of day. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, um, sure. So the uh, the for me, weirdly, that I can't remember what the phrase for it is. There's a phrase for animals that tend to be awake at dawn and dusk. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. they're not nocturnal and they're not daylight. Yeah. What's it called? Um, it's a really great word. Um, cats are like that as well. They literally, mm. um, yeah, I can't remember it either. But I, you know, I like yeah. an early night yeah. and a late rise and I quite like a nap in the middle of the day. So actually like, <laughs> yeah. which sadly is not a sugar glider, but I don't have another animal that fits. Crepuscular? Is that it? Yes, okay. that's the one. That's what the one. is it? Crepuscular. Such a good word. <laughs> or crepuscular, something like that. Yeah, yeah it's a great that's word. that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, I love that. I can, yeah, I see that for you. I, I agree that like the animal that I go for has shrunk. I definitely would have said mm-hmm. a lion when I was first reading the books for sure yeah and it's just got smaller (laughs) it's one of the things i find really entertaining about the new adaptation i don't know if you've both seen it the dark materials is how much asriel's demon stands out it's just such a i am a big manly man look at my enormous demon yes yeah Uh, Yeah. (laughs) i feel like something else is being said here and it's it's quite i mean i think part of that is budget that not everyone could have a demon Mm -hmm. but Mm. his is by far and away the largest demon and none of the women have anything approaching that yeah so true and it's it's funny because it is budget but i do also think you know, the, the beauty of adaptation is when you kind of see new things about a story that mm-hmm. you didn't kind of notice before. And when you do, when you do think back to the, to the text, like I can't think of another demon that is that big in any, that anybody has the whole way through. There are, there are kind of bigger birds and things, but mm-hmm. nobody has another big cat that I can think there's of. There's a lot of, no, there's a lot of wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, and there are like, up north. yeah, the, the, who are the people that, the Tartars, I the think. The Tartars, yeah, they all have wolf demons. Yeah, that's it. Um, but that's what that's one I find interesting as well. The the idea that a, a particular set of people would all have the same demon. Like, yeah, like it. servants all have dog demons. Have dogs, yeah. which I think is a real disservice to dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so much more. Um, yeah. But then you also get, there's one character, and I've always wanted Philip Pullman to come back to it. I don't know if he's called Benji. He works in the... Who has a demon the same gender as him. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Is that, I, I want, when I read that when I was younger, I thought, is that a comment on his sexuality? But then what are we saying that the... the Right. Oh, then you get like quite a deterministic perspective on like what sexuality is and what gender is. And then does that mean that the only queer person in the whole series (laughs) is this one? Because statistically, that's unlikely, right? Like, Uh, you know. Are they saying that just as a slight aside that's not animal related? I think 
um, The Amber Spyglass is the first book I ever read with gay characters with Baruch and Balthamos. Mm. We don't have <gasps> demons, obviously, so we can't determine from that. But when I looked back and I was trying to think, who, where did I first read LGBT characters? It wasn't that Philip Pullman. Oh, that's nice, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is nice. is nice. And that they're angels is kind of lovely. Yeah. I think you might be right. I think that might have been the first, the first time I did as well. But, yeah, but yeah, with the with the with with that guy and his demon that's the same sex. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also fascinating because I think like if you asked Philip Pullman, he wouldn't be able to tell you. Mm. I went to an event once and someone was like, "Where do baby demons come from? It is the parents' demon pregnant, <laughs> yeah. or which would be the." dad's demon that would be pregnant which yeah. i find a really fascinating concept Seahorse or do they, yeah yeah or do they just appear and he was like i don't know <laughs> it's, he's like it's never been relevant yeah to me to think about so i just haven't thought about it yet and i was like how how have you not this is so fundamental yeah. I, I love yeah in some yeah. of the later books he's done more exploration of, I don't know if you've read any of the secret commonwealth I've read the first one and not the second one because uh, I I can't because I just know that like without any spoilers like I can sense I, I think I read the first three chapters of book two okay. so the secret commonwealth and mm, Lara and Pan aren't getting on and I just don't I no, just I don't that. think I can read I like I was like I'm not ready to confront um, the the existential dread that this symbolizes, and and the, the this this exploration of like adolescent self loathing, mm. um, mm-hmm. which which is being probably very well explored, but using two characters that I feel such like love and warmth and nostalgia for, like mm. I'm just not, I can't, I can't do it to myself. Oh yeah, it did. So I will say, there's I, I the the rest of the side about yeah. Lyra and Pam, which I do appreciate. There's one amazing section that I would read an entire book of this character that he brings in for one chapter who is old and alone and she doesn't have her demon because her demon fell in love with someone that she didn't. (gasps) And her demon left her for the other (gasps) woman. And I just, I would read an entire (laughs) novel about that character. She's like a princess. Sorry, you may have noticed Pekka's just, oh, (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, How? What? It's, it's, That's it's amazing, about love yeah? and, and the different parts of your soul and how that can love a person. So the demon fell for the woman or fell for the woman's demon? Ooh. I can't quite remember. That's like might be, many, it might right? be oh the demon. God. But even so, wow. Okay, yeah, I do need to read it. Yeah. I do need to yeah. read it. Yeah, I mean, it. that is only one chapter. You, you may just yeah. want to find <laughs> and read that chapter because Lyra goes looking for other people who are separated, separated from, from their from demons. The demons. Mm. Yeah. And so there's lots of different stories, but that was the one that I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, possibly. that's so good. Yeah, and and I think a, a testament to how he writes that that gives you heartache just to contemplate. Yeah, part of your soul falling in love with someone else. So and much. I think going somewhere you don't. Heartbreaking. I think the first time I properly like ugly cried at a book was the Amber Spyglass. Like at the end, that's like, a, I, like I properly like as though my own heart had broken. And I remember so vividly <laughs> being sat in my bedroom, aged like. I don't know, like 11, listening to Love is a Losing Game by Amy Winehouse, just weeping. Oh my goodness, you went, you went I, hard. I did, I did, because like you have to really, it's cathartic, you know? And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember being being devastated. It's, it really, it, but yeah, the, the use of demons, it just really speaks to the way in which we like connect with animals and project our own mm-hmm. understanding of ourselves mm-hmm. onto animals. I find it like so interesting. Um, it made me feel quite lonely as a child. Like I was so yeah. desperate to have that 
to have it deserve to always have a part of yourself that was external to you that you mm. could get comfort from rather than sort of being trapped in your own head which shows what an angsty child I was <laughs> but I desperately I desperately wanted a demon and it seems so unfair yeah. that I was stuck in the wrong world oh. where oh. I didn't have one this is a, but also I'm, because I think there's you 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 think you have an idea what your demon might be but you don't know and mm-hmm. that, to have that thing for those kids in puberty that's like this is who you are mm-hmm you may now make some decisions based on what your soul has been revealed as. Yeah. That's another, which is another interesting case of like um, a set of people having, because obviously they've got bird demons. And then mm. you wonder, and like it's practical, isn't it? Because you mm. they fly, so you kind of need a demon that can also fly. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, what would happen if a witch had a demon that wasn't a bird? Would she be grounded? Would would she have to carry it on a broom? Like, how, would she not be a witch? Like, it, it, it does... Yeah again speak to this thing of like who 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 are you who what does mm. uh what does your relationship with the natural world say about who you actually are i, I always found it interesting that they all had birds yeah because also like cats are often associated with witches but um yeah well and, and quorum has a cat who the man who fell for a yeah. witch has the most beautiful cat in the entire thing oh, so beautiful. you also on the boats hear that story of the man who didn't see himself as a uh, like as a sailor and then his demon was a dolphin mm-hmm. or a porpoise oh, yes, or something yes, like that yes. and his whole life yeah and his whole life had to change because he could never be more than a couple of meters away from water yeah which also seemed very tragic yeah, so tragic yeah but i guess oh, yeah. yeah i mean people it's weird it's like i it's just in people though sometimes you you don't agree with your own self mm. i don't know yeah totally yeah. well that like uh, there there's that com- there is a conversation between Lyra and the I think I think he's just called the able seaman and um mm-hmm. ha, and yeah he tells the story of the man whose demon settled as a porpoise but you know she says like what happens if your demon settles or something you don't like and he's something you're going to always be discontented and I think that yeah there's something in that idea of like warring with yourself and being discontented with who you are that's really interesting like mm. I I think of myself as quite a discontented person and I think that it would be utterly unsurprising if i had a demon that i didn't like i'd be so like typical yeah typical but that's the i think that what makes the um the bell sauvage mm-hmm. book terrified the villain in that is so terrifying oh, because he hates his oh, own demon so and he's cruel to his own oh. demon and again it is a testament to pullman's writing but that, mm. that fills you with absolute body horror yeah yeah it really does when he kicks really his own demon does. oh god even it's as you're just, saying it yeah, Ooh. it's just awful. But it's one of the scariest book villains that I'd read in years totally. because it was just a perfect picture of complete instability. Yeah, I can also um, I, thinking about what you said, where you pick when you're so young. I can definitely see me like not pick, but you know, it, it happened so young. Um, mm-hmm. I can also just see it being something really impractical and annoying later on. Like, I, like <laughs> just being like, no, like, why would I? Something huge, like we we're talking about, where it's like, okay, but now I, <laughs> I don't know why I'm setting it in the normal world, but it's like I can't fit in a car anymore. Why did I think yeah. this would work? You know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's true. But even having a demon that's a snow leopard would make you solitary because, like, you can't go to the pub with a snow. Like, how's a <laughs> snow leopard gonna fit in the pub? How's you like you? It, you would if you're going to a friend's house where does the snow leopard go mm-hmm. where does it fit like it's too big yeah to fit through, like yeah, where you know what i mean so like the, it, even the nature of the thing speaks to the 
what it means to have that thing yeah. as your demon like yeah also the, the limitation of a bird demon i've always thought i know lots of people who think birds for themselves and i'm so unbirdy a person <laughs> um like i think my husband would probably be some kind of like corvid like a crow or a raven or something like that but they can't go that far from you so no. if you're a bird your soul is always constrained yeah. and Oh. And unable to actually properly take flight, and I've always thought that that's a bit of a unless you're a, a witch. sad one. Which unless, unless you're, you're a witch, witch. That's that so interesting. <laughs> um, do we have any more questions? Is that anything no, we haven't I covered? Think, I think that's that's perfect. Yeah. Sorry, I realize I've taken you terribly off topic. No, no, hey, no. Um, it, they're all creatures. <laughs> <laughs> they're all creatures. <laughs> Everyone, everyone who listens to this podcast knows that fantasy is at least a quarter of what we're going to Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, everyone yeah, goes to down the rabbit hole. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug while you're here? Um, it's probably worth saying, just because I'm working on it at the moment, that there's a new illustrated edition of the Amber Spyglass coming out. Whoa! Um, we've <gasps> did, over the last couple of years, we've been having them illustrated by the amazing Chris Wermel. Mm-hmm. Um, who does woodcut illustrations, as in he carves every illustration out of a block of wood. Oh prints up and then they get digitally colored and the amber spyglass is um coming out in november and it is stunning if you've ever wanted to know what the mulefa look like yeah there's a picture of pan being left behind on the dock when they sail into the world of the the world of the dead um it's they are astonishing books they are an absolute treasure and i do want as many people as possible to see them so i'm just going to say look for the chris wormel illustrated edition of the amber spyglass yes perfect yeah honestly um and thank you so much for being on the show Thanks oh no thank so you for much, having Anna. me it's been a delight i always <laughs> want to talk about these things and finding other people to sit and have a big dissection on demons is really hard yes it's yeah really <laughs> <laughs> well that was great yep so much uh like i hope that everyone was able to keep up with um all of our our demon talk but it was really satisfying it was so satisfying I just I all I wanted (laughs) ever since I got into podcasts uh, after listening to Can I Pick Your Dog was to have a podcast where I'm able to talk about both my fantasy nerdums and my pets and I'm I'm here and I'm (laughs) I'm so thrilled like I'm so thrilled that this is what I get to do now (laughs) um thank you so much for listening uh don't forget to send us your pet stories your ready pet goes you can email, yes. them, email them to us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. Um, and please rate, review, and subscribe. Um, follow us on social media. We're at Sea Creatures Pod on Twitter and at Comfort Creatures Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to support us, you can do that by heading over to maximumfun.org slash join. We would really appreciate it. We want to keep making this for you guys um, so that we can hear more about your pets and talk to more interesting people about theirs. Yeah. Um, and yeah. uh, we'll see you next week. I've been yeah. Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ellen McLeod. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.